Well, good morning, Thrive Church. Glad all of you came out on this little frigid morning this morning. Uh, glad that you are connected with us. If you do not know who I am, I'm the lead pastor, Sheldon Miles, and uh, I'm so glad that you're connecting with us. Those who are online, uh, those in the 715, thank you, thank you for connecting with us. Of all the places you could be, you chose to be with us. And for those who are watching online, please interact with us in the comment sections. We would love to know uh, that you're out there and let you know, just let us know how, how the service is going. So uh, for those who are new to our church, we just want you to know a couple things about us, that we are a growth-minded church. So we, we are a church that we just want to grow. We believe that God has created us to thrive, but if you want to thrive, you got to grow. And so we're preparing our minds. That's what we do each and every Sunday mornings. But the whole purpose is that we would be able to better lead people to become life-giving followers of Jesus. If you are a life-giving follower of Jesus, give me a shout out this morning. Yes, yes, there is a good crowd out there. And uh, I want to thank all the, the team that's putting together the announcements. Don't we have a great team here at Thrive Church? Please give a shout out to our team. And, and I just appreciate you allowing us to just, we're, we're working on some of these changes. And again, uh, we think that we might have a go ahead with our platform change here. And, uh, and so we'll, we'll let you know more about that. But uh, in the coming weeks, it could get a little dusty here. Also, please be patient with us with our, our AC and heating units. Just because we bought them doesn't mean we possess them just yet. And, uh, and so we are very much aware of the heating issue or the lack of heat that is in the lobby and uh, and we are working on that as well so I, I just appreciate your patience you just maybe come come to church uh, uh, and, and, you, and you layer up a little bit but that's going to be over one of these days it's kind of like that story of a what is it? Uh, Little Red Riding Hood, or, it, or what it was the story of Goldilocks? Or it, it just right? It wasn't too hot, and then it was too cold, and then it was just right. I don't know. I need to get back to my nursery rhymes here. All right, let's get into the message today. And I want to encourage you to follow along in your sermon notes. You get so much more when you follow along in your sermon notes. And so uh, we are talking about grow, grow habits. And and as I talked about last week, each each year we make these goals and these resolutions and we do this for personal growth. We want to grow. We want to become better. We want to thrive, right? I believe that God has put that burden within each and every one of us to want to thrive. In other words, we want to be successful in whatever God has called us to do. So I talked about this again last week, but we, we talk about these resolutions that people typically come up with. And here's the top resolutions. First of all, people are going, I'm going to eat better or I'm going to exercise. All right, anybody, you want to raise your hand and say that's one of my New Year's resolutions. I want, I want to eat better. I want to exercise. I want to get back into shape. All right, we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But I want, some people say I want to handle money better. I want to get organized. How many of you need to get organized out there? All right, I'm going to get organized. Or some people, I'm going, to, I'm going to get a new hobby or I'm going to quit a bad habit. How many of you got some bad habits you need to quit? You don't need to raise your hand for that. Here's a problem. Here's the only problem. 
We get started and we get moving. Some of you are, are chugging along really good. So I want to encourage you, keep moving. God put that burden in you. You want to change that situation. But here's a problem. Three weeks into it, typically, not everybody, typically people drop that resolution and they stop pursuing that goal that God laid on, them, on their heart. And I just wonder, maybe if we are looking at it differently, Maybe if we looked at it and said, okay, wait a second, really what the problem is is I got a bad habit. And what if I could just change that bad habit? What if I could replace that bad habit with a good habit, all right? And so that's what we're doing this morning. We're talking, that's what we're doing in this sermon series. Like, If you could just add these four habits to your life, what kind of life change would it bring? So let me define a habit. Dictionary.com says a habit is an acquired behavior pattern regularly followed until it has become almost involuntary. So Duke University, they did a study on this and, and they said most of our behaviors during the, during the day, they're a result of a habit in our life. Most of the things, I mean, we just go about doing them and we don't even think to do those things. I mean, I made breakfast this morning, and, and I just, I, I wasn't even paying attention, having a conversation with Michelle. I was paying attention to Michelle, all right? But, uh, but I just wasn't paying attention to what I was doing just because it is such a habit. Greg Rochelle says this, the habits that you have today will shape who you become tomorrow. The habits that you have today will shape who you become tomorrow. In other words, we become what we repeatedly do. You are where you are today, for good or bad, because of your habits, for good, for habits. And, but the good news is, if maybe we could change a habit in our life, it could change our life. If we change a habit in our life, maybe it could change our life. And the big idea is, if you want to thrive, if you want to thrive in this life, you want to succeed, then you've got to grow. We talked about Jesus last week, and we're kind of focusing on, you know, we, we went from Christmas, Jesus was born, and we know very little about his childhood other than from this passage here in Luke 2.52. And it says here that, that Jesus, as he was a young man, he was growing, he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. So in other words, he grew with wisdom mentally, Grew his mind. He, he memorized scripture and he taught scripture. He grew in stature. He grew physically. And the, he grew from just a, a little babe to a young man to, a, to an adult man. He grew in favor with God. In other words, he grew spiritually. He would spend time alone, getting alone with God. He went on a 40-day fast, spending time with God. He understood that, he, that, that, that life change happens from the inside out. And then he grew in favor with all people. And, and he grew, in other words, he grew in relationships. He grew emotionally. And so I think in order to thrive in life the way God intended us for to be, we need to focus on those four areas. What if, if all these goals and resolutions, what if we just said, I'm gonna focus on developing habits in these four areas of my life? Spiritually, talked about this last week, I am going to seek God first. That is my spiritual resolution. Every day, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to seek God first. 
What if physically I take the reins? We're going to talk about that today. I'm going to take the reins. Mentally, I'm going to train my brain, train my membrane. And, and then emotionally, I'm going to be the victor. You're going to have to come to these next sermons to hear what all of those means. But today we're going to talk about taking care of your body. Taking care of your body and the spiritual significance of that. This is such an important habit. All these habits are important, okay? But I think this is such an important one, and I think it's one that we really neglect. And, and, and I'll tell you this, it's not easy, right? It's not easy taking the reins of our bodies. In fact, there was this one guy, he made this in 2018, he made this New Year's resolution and he said this. He says, I will get my weight down below 180 pounds. I think it's really good that we set those weight goals and, and, and we strive towards them. So that was his 2018. In 2019, he says, I will follow my new diet religiously until I get down below 200 pounds. In 2020, he said, I will develop a realistic attitude about my weight. <laughs> 2021, I will work out three days a week. And his 2022 New Year's resolution, I will try to drive past a gym at least once a week. <laughs> so seriously, seriously though, even the Apostle Paul, says how we take care of our bodies is important. He says this in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. He says, he says, listen to me. Don't you realize that your body, it, it, it just, just do this right here. He's talking about your body. Don't, talk, don't touch somebody else's body, your body. Your body. Within your body is the temple and that is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He says, who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself for God bought, bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. See, so Paul is pointing out here, your body is so much more than this flesh and blood shell that you walk around in. But he's saying it's a spiritual vessel. Your body is a spiritual vessel. And it's a vessel from which the Holy Spirit lives within inside of you. You see, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, at that moment, God placed his Holy Spirit within you, within your body. And so therefore, Paul challenges us, each and every one of us, we have this responsibility to honor God and we do that by taking care of our bodies. So why is this so important to God? Why is this such an important issue with God, taking care of the body? Why can't I just eat what I want? Why can't I just do whatever I want when I want to do it? Here's the reason. Here's the conclusion I came up with. Because God, listen to me, if you are a Christ follower today, God has given each and every one of you a mission and our mission is to join with God in his mission of life change for the world, right? Right, everybody, how many of you are, if you're in agreement with that, that God has given you a mission, and that is your mission, raise your hand, raise your hand, everybody, everybody's in agreement, so here, okay. He's given you a burden, he's given you giftings, and he's given you a purpose to fulfill, 
But when you are unhealthy, when we are, and, when, and when I say when we're unhealthy, when, uh, when I say unhealthy, it means when we are not taking care of ourselves, when we're not taking care of ourselves, what happens? We don't feel good. And, and when we don't feel good, you don't operate in your purpose. Why? Because I don't feel good. I don't feel like it, right? Some of you, some of you, you woke up this, you wrestled with it this morning. I don't feel like going to church. I, I, I don't feel like it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know how many people you had that feel. I don't want to. I don't want to. Why? Why don't you want it? Because I don't feel like it. I don't want to. And when you, and when you don't operate, here's the deal: when you don't operate in your purpose, you begin to feel bad about that. You begin to feel, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And when you feel bad about what you're not doing, then you begin to do things that you know that you shouldn't do, right? Is this, am I the only one who has these struggles or is there anybody else who can relate to what I'm saying? And then when you do things you shouldn't do, you get more unhealthy, and then all of a sudden, what is developed, a bad habit is formed, leaving you more unhealthy than you were, ever were before. And that's why I just think this is so important to, to God. And so the title of, my, of today's message is Take the Reins. Everybody do this. I'm going to take the reins. I'm going to take the reins. And where, where do I get this idea? So a few years ago, uh, my wife and I, uh, we, we had a little vacation time. We went out to Bryce Canyon, Utah. And, uh, and, and so we just decided, hey, man, what, what's, what's there to do? What would be fun to do out here? So we went horseback riding. And, and we were having such a good time. But, but you know, the guy who was guiding us, like, yeah, you got you to gotta take the reins with old Betty Lou here. You got to take the reins. Because old Betty Lou, if, you're not, if you don't take the reins, Betty Lou's going to go off into grizzly country. Because <laughs> that's where we were at. And you don't want Betty Lou to take you into grizzly country because that's, that's what happens with a horse. If you don't take the reins of the horse, the horse is big and powerful and it's stubborn and it will take you to a place you don't want to go. It will take you into a land of regrets. And that's exactly what happens with our bodies. If we don't take the reins of our bodies, our bodies will go where it wants to go. Right? And it will take us into this place where we wind up one day, how in the world did I wind up here? in this land of regrets, if only I had taken better care of myself back then. You see how this is such a spiritual principle? If we don't tell our bodies where to go, it will take control and it will lead us. I wanna talk about this man by the name of Daniel. In Daniel chapter one, there's a story about how Daniel took the reins of his life. We're going to focus on Daniel today. So Daniel, he was this new slave. He and these other three guys, if you remember Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. But these three guys and, and Daniel, these four guys, they were taken to new slaves into Babylon. And what happens is in, in Babylon, the king there, he wanted to add some diversity to, to his, his leaders in the kingdom. And so he would bring in just a select few of the new slaves, the ones that he saw had potential, and he would bring them in and he would train them the Babylonian way. 
And so after, after going through some training, then we would have the diversity, but they would know the Babylonian way and we would have a better kingdom. That was the thinking there. Well, getting into the story, Daniel chapter one, you see it for right at the very beginning that all of a sudden Daniel, as he's walking into this training, he recognized an area that, like, no, I'm not gonna compromise in this area, no. No, 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 I've been living too long where I have kept the reins. I have kept the reins, and in fact, God gave us these spiritual principles of things that we should eat and what we should not eat, and that we're called to take care of our bodies, and I've been living too long to take care of these reins. If I follow the Babylonian way, then I lose the reins. I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. So I, I think in this story, we're gonna discover here, this process of what happens here, we're gonna, we're gonna learn what it means to take the reins. Are we ready this morning? Can, can you just get your hands ready? We're gonna take the reins. If you're ready to take the reins, just get your hands ready. I'm gonna take the reins. And the first thing we're gonna do to take the reins is we're gonna acknowledge your challenge and confront it. Acknowledge your challenge and confront it. Acts, or Daniel chapter one, five. It says the king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine for his, for his own, from his own kitchens, and they were to be trained for three years, and then they would enter the royal service. So, so Daniel's challenge right here is, which way do I follow? Do I stay with the reins and hang on to the reins as I know and I've seen the benefits of it, or do I follow the Babylonian lifestyle? But I know if I follow the Babylonian lifestyle, it's gonna lead me down a path, and I'm gonna lose the purpose that God has for my life. I'm going to miss out. I think I've talked about this before, but from my own life, at around age 30-ish, 30-ish around that time, I was a youth pastor. I was overweight. I was stressed out. The only form of exercising I was doing, I was doing a lot of weightlifting and zero cardio, cardiovascular. So I had these really broad shoulders and a really round gully. <laughs> and I was, and I could not run. I, I had some guys uh, challenge me to run a, a 5K with some of my youth leaders. I'm like, if you can run a 5K, I can run a 5K. And I just about died <laughs> trying to keep up with them. One day, we, we had just got back from a missions trip, and I was stressed out, burned out, fried out, and filled up. And I thought I was having a heart attack. I really did. And they, they, they took me to the hospital, and you know, they, you know, they make heart patients. If, you, if you're ever kind of like not feeling good, you need to get like first class treatment. Say that my heart's not feeling good, okay? Because they'll move you to the front of the line. And that's exactly what they did and put all these gadgets on me. And, and after a while, you know, they, they discovered, no, you're not having a heart attack. But man, you got some things that you need to take care of in your life. AA, the AA program, Alcoholic Anonymous, step number four is this. Make a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourselves. And in other words, identify what's causing the problem. So as a youth pastor, <laughs> I was maybe living a little too much the teenage life. I, in other words, I was living the teenage diet. I was eating Hot Pockets, 
I was eating pizzas. I was drinking soda. I was indulging in Oreo cookies with no boundaries. I was enjoying the life. I was being a great youth pastor. But I was mixing it up with a lot of stress and there wasn't much focus in my life. Paul tells us in Galatians 6, verse 7, he says, he talks about this thing called the law of the harvest. And he says this, he says, don't be misled. Don't fool yourselves. You cannot mock the justice of God. This is going to happen. You will always harvest what you plant. You will always harvest. In other words, what you put into your life is what's going to grow. What you put into your life, that's what you're going to harvest. It's, it's, also, it's also this. What you neglect in your life is also what's going to harvest. So in other words, if you have this wonderful garden one summer and you are just planting it and filling it with vegetables and just all these healthy things, well, that's what you're going to get out of it. But the next summer, if you just completely ignore that garden, what are you going to get? Weeds. If you neglect the garden... You're going to get, that's what you get. That's the law of the harvest. So I'm going to ask you this morning as we acknowledge the challenge. What, let me ask you this morning, what is the challenge in your life? Are you here at the beginning of 2022 and you know I've been saying this year after year, but I got to start eating healthier. I got to do it. Or is your challenge, I, you know, I need to just start exercising. I need to just get up off of this chair and I need to get, to get moving more. Some of you, best thing you can do for your health is you need to go to bed earlier. You need to get more sleep. You need to have Sabbath in your life. Some of you, it's like, listen, this is the year that you're gonna stop smoking. This is the year that you're gonna stop drinking. But here's the deal. Before you can change, you have to acknowledge and confront the challenge in your life. You have to, listen to me, you have to own it. You have to own it. So this year, in order to take the reins, we're going to acknowledge your challenge and confront it. Number two, we're going to become determined. Everybody say, become determined. In other words, is there, is there somebody who needs some help up, up, up top there? If you can help us out up top. We're going to listen, listen to Daniel's determination to not compromise his convictions. Verse 8, he says, but Daniel was determined. He was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to him by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. So here's, here's, here was the Babylonian way, and I, I'm open to the idea, but it's I don't think there is a golden corral here in Wausau. Is there a golden corral? How many of you have eaten at golden corral before? Yeah. Once every once in a while. But every meal? And that's, that was the Babylonian way, was every meal was golden corral. But Daniel said, listen, listen, listen. I have these convictions, these religious convictions in my life, and I cannot compromise. I cannot, and he used the word defile myself. You know what the word defile means? The word defile means to pollute something that is 
sacred. Let's just stop right there. We just established earlier that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But are we, sometimes are we, are we walking in defilement by the way we live, by polluting what is sacred? So Daniel saw his body as something sacred, a temple of the Holy Spirit. And that's why he became so determined. I'm not gonna live this way. So the word determination, the, uh, here's how I define it. When you, when you set your heart and your mind on something that you're going to do or not to do. In other words, it's to become stubborn. Is there any stubborn people who are here today? I'm not, don't point at your spouse, don't point at your wife. You, 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 I'm, a, I'm, I'm a convicted, stubborn person here this morning. But in order for some of you, you just need to get a little bit more stubborn. You need, you need to be more determined. That you just need, and what really causes us to be determined is we just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And for some of you, that's what it's gonna take. It's like, I'm just sick of this problem. In other words, and then, then what you need to do is like, I'm sick of this problem, but I need to get a vision of what could be and what should be and then I'm gonna get stubborn until that happens. I'm gonna do that. And some of you, the most spiritual thing that you can do is to become stubborn, to become determined in this new year. So I'm gonna take the reins, I'm gonna acknowledge my challenge and confront it, I'm gonna become more determined, and number three, I'm gonna make a plan. I'm gonna make a plan. Daniel 12, 1, 12 and 13, this was his plan. So it says, here's, here's the plan, Here, here's the idea. Please, he tells the assistant here, he says, please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel. And then he says, at the end of these 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's foods. Then make your decision in light of what you see. So his plan was this, a simple plan, and I just encourage all of you, if you make a plan, make it simple, but here's the plan. Feed us a vegan diet for 10 days. A 10-day challenge. 10-day challenge. And just see if, see if there isn't a difference. That's the plan. Just, uh, we're, and, and so the, they can feed them the vegan diet, but you, if you're eating the vegan diet, don't be going over to Golden Corral, okay? So, so Daniel needed to follow the plan. Ben Franklin says this, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. And for some of you, you've made these New Year's resolutions and you've moved forward, but just like, I don't, what do I do next? When I, I'm telling you, make a plan and make it simple. I would, I would challenge you that in this in your plan, ask God as you are seeking first, Let's go back to last week's message. As you are seeking God first, say, God, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. God, will you help me? God, will you give me a plan like you gave Daniel? You know, scientists say this, that any successful health change requires a plan. Every plan consists of a regiment, a daily regiment of steps to follow. So in other words, you say, what am I gonna do today? You just attack today. And then, and then you make a plan that night before you go to bed. All right, what am I gonna do tomorrow? And when you wake up tomorrow, you look at the plan. This is what I'm gonna do today. So I've, I've talked about this before that I used to, part of the solution for me getting back into a healthy lifestyle is I, I started running. 
And, 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 and I was so bothered by how my youth leaders just cleaned my clock on that 5K, I decided, all right, I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to follow a plan to run a 5K. I ran a few 5Ks. And then a challenge came my way. What if you ran a half marathon? How far is a half marathon? 13.1. 13.1 what? <laughs> 13.1 miles. Like, I can do this. That seems impossible, but I can do this because I had a vision. And lo and behold, I followed a running plan and I did it. Well, I moved to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and God laid it on my heart to run a marathon. I would have never dreamed. I'm telling you, if I can run a marathon in the condition that I was, anybody can run a marathon. Do you, know, you know how many miles you run in preparation to run a marathon? You run anywhere from 450 to 500 miles in a four-month span. And I did that 12 times. I, I don't say that in a braggadocious way. I'm just amazed when I look back and like, I can't believe. And you know how you do it? Just like this. You see what I'm doing right now? I'm running in a marathon. <laughs> you just want it one step at a time. But I followed a plan. I followed a plan, and that plan would lead me up to a Saturday. And that Saturday, that first Saturday, I would run three miles. I've never ran, well, I ran three miles in a 5K and about died. But then I would keep following the plan, and all of a sudden, three miles wasn't that hard. And then the next Saturday, I would run my long run. It would be five miles. I can't believe it. I just ran five miles. Talk about social media. I ran five miles today. Seven miles. Ten miles. One Saturday, I woke up, and I ran 20 miles because I was following the plan, and I did it. I did it. I'm telling you, we need to make a plan. What is the plan that you're going to use that, that, that's going to lead you out of this circumstance, this challenge that you're following? Again, part of your plan. Make God part of your plan. Number two, invite somebody else to help you be accountable. Make that part of your plan. Make a plan. Invite God. Invite a friend. I'm not a health guru here. I just believe these are spiritual principles here. Taking the reins means acknowledging your challenge and confronting it, becoming determined, make a plan, and then number four, live self-discipline. A lot of you won't like this one. Listen to how Daniel applied this. He said, the attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and test, tested him for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the good the food assigned to by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of food and wine provided by the others. So in other words, Daniel did not allow his body to call the shots. He learned long time ago. He, he learned, hey, body, you don't control me. I control you. That's what self-discipline is. You don't tell me what to do. Now, when I was a youth pastor, my body was telling me, eat this, 
eat that. Don't do that because that will make you not want to feel good. And don't do this. My body was leading the way. And how many times have we gotten into trouble because we allow our body to lead? People say, well, just follow your heart. Well, that's a dangerous one there because our heart usually is our body telling us what we should not do and do. Listen to what Paul says here about taking the reins. He says, I discipline my body. Isn't that an interesting thing for Paul to speak out? Paul, you're this great spiritual leader. What, what, what are you talking about, your workout routine? He says, no, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself would be disqualified. You know what he's afraid of? I'm afraid I'm going to be a hypocrite. If I don't take the reins of this body, because I know this body screams at me all the time, do this, do that, eat this, do do whatever you want to do. I know that if I don't bring it under discipline, I'm going to get into trouble, and I'm going to be disqualified. So I need to take the reins. And that disqualification, you know what leads us there? Poor choices. I have found that when I, when I take the reins in my body, I'm able to take the reins in my character choices and the other areas of my life. Self-discipline is taking the reins and telling your body, you no longer control me, I control you. I tell you when to wake up and to get out of bed. I tell you what I'm going to do the first thing in the morning. I'm going to seek God. I tell you when I'm going to exercise. I tell you when I am going, what I'm going to eat and what I'm not going to eat. When I'm going to go to sleep, you don't control me. I control you. That is the definition of self-discipline. And when we practice self-disciplines, you know what we're making our bodies doing? You know what that's called? It's called obedience. Do you know God loves your obedience? You know, when I am obedient, when I self-discipline my body, I am more in tune to be obedient to God. Do you ever notice that in your own life? when I have self-discipline in my life and then God gives me a directive, I'm more likely to be obedient to God. God loves obedience. I heard somebody say that you know that obedience is God's love language. Obedience is God's love language. So taking the reins, we're gonna acknowledge the challenge and confront it. We're gonna become determined we're going to make a plan. We're going to live with self-discipline. We're almost done here. And then we're going to watch our life thrive. When we're living out, when we're walking in obedience, listen to me, church, you have been created to thrive. And this happens. Your life will thrive when you are walking in obedience to God. Look at the results of Daniel's life. Look at this. Look what God did. He says, God gave these four young men as a result of their obedience. Look this up. He gave them wisdom. It says, an unusual aptitude for understanding. God gave them special giftings. He gave them favor with the king, and he increased their capabilities. Look up those passages yourself. Because Daniel took the reins in his physical body, his ministry, and and the rest of his life began to thrive. 
So starting today, I want to challenge the church. I want to challenge you this morning to take the reins. And we talked about this last week, but but today, starting today, we are going to have 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're we're going to take the reins by seeking God first. I'm going to challenge each and every one of you. The first thing that you do in the morning is that you seek God first. I'm reading this through this habit book. And this pastor talked about in order to bring his body unto obedience, the first thing that he does to follow this, he will roll out of bed and he will get down on his knees right away. The first thing he does is he will seek God first. He, just, he goes, I just spend three or four minutes there seeking God first. I did it this morning. Just walked out into the family room, got on the couch. Before I pre- prepare my thoughts, God, I just need you. What if we were to do that? I'm gonna seek God first for 21 days. That's all I'm telling you. Here's, here's the plan. Seek God first for 21 days. Number two, take the reins of that thing in your life. Whether, whether it's exercise or eating or smoking or whatever it is, I'm gonna take the reins for 21 days and I'm gonna fast it. And for some of you, I, you know, just whatever it is that God calls you to fast, it could be anything. It could be sugar, bread, those are some of mine, coffee. <laughs> some of you, the thing you need to fast the most is social media. Just fast it one day and see how your hand trimmers, your thumb trimmers. <laughs> I'm gonna fast. Because fasting is this, I'm going to exchange what I like, what my body likes, I'm gonna exchange it for something that I need. I need more of God, and that's when we fast, we recalibrate and we focus on God. 21 days. I challenge you, church, join me with this 21 days of prayer and fasting and see what God does. And and so what we've done, is we've given you a prayer guide. Look in your notes. We've put together a prayer guide. We have, so we said each and every one of these days, so we're following this scripture in, in Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 9, 31. We're this, this year, we're going to pray for peace to get stronger and growth. And so each and every one of these days, you just pick up this and say, I'm, I'm, today I'm going to pray. What does that mean today? Uh, today I'm going to pray for peace in our church body, for unforgiveness. Whatever that means to you, you're going to focus in on that. And then also, we have given you, at the, at the back of your notes, a reading plan for you to follow in the Version app for 21 days. I challenge you to do that. I'm going to just read each and every one of these devotionals and see what God does. So we're going to take the reins, acknowledge your challenge and confront it. What is it? What's the challenge in your life? I'm going to become determined. It's going to be in my heart and my mind. This year, it's different. I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to live with self-discipline. I control the body. It doesn't control me. And I'm going to watch my life thrive. I would encourage each and every one of you. Can I just pray over each and every one of you? You're saying to me, Pastor, I'm going to take the 21 days prayer and fasting challenge. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Right? Keep your hand raised right now. In Jesus' name, 
I pray that you would show up in ways that we never thought or even imagined in these lives, in these 21 days. In Jesus' name, Lord, we are taking back the reins. We are seeking you first. We're taking back the reins. God, we know that you've caused us to want to thrive. You cause us to thrive in our lives. Show us what that means in Jesus' name. Amen. You can put your hands down if you're here today. I'm going to ask all of us just bow our heads right now. I don't know where you are in your faith journey. Perhaps you're watching online and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That is the starting point. And I wanna, I wanna encourage you right now, that tug that you feel in your heart, God is calling you to surrender him. Will you do that this morning? It's as easy as this, and say, God, I need you. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm turning back from my old ways, and I'm choosing to follow you, making you Lord and Savior of my life today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, Christ has just entered your life. Can we just give God praise for his victorious life? Thank you, God. I want to encourage you, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, at our guest center in the back, we have some really awesome people. I want to help you grow in your faith journey. And we want to give you a new believer's Bible. So I'm going to ask that you, if you prayed that prayer, that in that guest card, just write your name and check the box. Today, I gave my life to Jesus. Go back and give it to them, and we have a gift for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I want to thank all of you for coming this morning on this cold winter morning. And uh, But man, it just feels warm in here. I'm excited about what God has in store, what he's going to do in you and through you in 2022. Amen? Amen. Amen. So before you leave today, I want to encourage you, uh, for those who are our members, I encourage you to worship God through your tithes and your giving. We have geth, uh, we have offering boxes at our exit this morning. I want to encourage you as you worship God and your tithes and your givings. Let me let me pray a blessing, a prayer over you as you go today. God, we just, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. And now, Lord, as we go today as we walk out of this building we pray as we enter our mission field for the application that your holy spirit would guide us and lead us in the application in this life change challenge in your name we pray amen amen blessings blessings on you as you go today